You're listening to the Worship Unlimited Ministries podcast. Well, hi everyone and welcome back to the Worship Unlimited Ministries podcast. It's great to have you here and I really hope you're going to enjoy what I have to share with you today. Now, you may remember that towards the end of last year, I spoke to a lovely lady called Rachel Yarworth because she had just released her first book. It's called Friend of God, and it's all about Rachel's life and her journey with the Lord and how she has grown in her friendship with him over the years. Well, now Rachel has produced a second book. And so today I'm going to speak to her again. We're going to hear from her again Um, But this book's a little bit different from Friend of God because this one is an anthology. An anthology is basically a book where lots of different authors get together and contribute. And this one has contributions from 25 different authors, one of whom is Rachel herself and one of whom is me. And it's an Advent anthology. So it's meant to be read during the month of December. And the title of the book is The Jesse Tree Anthology. So when Rachel and I got together for a chat, the first thing I really had to ask her to clarify for all of us is what exactly is a Jesse tree? So it's more like um, a kind of family tree. So Jesse in the Bible was the father of King David. And um, the prophet Isaiah said that Jesse's family of descendants would be like a tree that was cut down and that like the family tree that came true when Israel were captured and they had no kings of their own but Isaiah also said that Jesse's family tree would one day grow a new branch like to be a new king not just for Israel but for all the nations and obviously we know that that is Jesus so the Jesse tree um, is like a tradition that's kind of formed around that verse, around the concept of the family tree of Jesus. It's a series of readings that tell the stories of the key ancestors and the forerunners of Jesus. Um, and it uses Advent as like a parallel. So um, each day or each story brings us one step closer to the anticipated birth of Jesus at Christmas. And so the first experience I ever had with the Jesse tree, the first time I ever understood anything about it, was when I read an Anne Voskamp book. And this was back in, I think, 2015. And the book was called Unwrapping the Greatest Gift. And it really introduced me to the Jesse tree and what it was. And I just thought, wow, this is a really good idea. And I could see how this idea could be used by families as part of their Advent celebrations. And so I asked Rachel, is this something that has featured in the Yarworth household? Has it become part of their Christmas tradition? Yes. So um, we found out about it when we just started home educating uh, the boys. And there were some other people in the home ed community who used it. And as soon as I found out about that, I just thought it was a lovely way to spend Advent looking, really looking towards Jesus and not just, you know, opening windows and eating chocolates um so we tend to gather together usually after tea um just read the bible passage and chat about the story that's in the bible and then we'll 
briefly pray together. It's not some like massively holy moment, but just a, a little family moment. And um, yeah, pray together and hang an ornament on a very simple small tree. We tend to keep it short because, you know, everyone's busy and uh, trying to keep all the boys focused. But over the years, it's just it's been lovely. It's just pro provided some really treasured memories. So it's a really special tradition that we love. But why turn a well-loved family tradition into a book? I asked Rachel what inspired her to do that. So, as, as I say, we follow the Jesse Tree tradition for well over a decade now. Um, and we've used a few books, read a few books on the subject, including the lovely Anne Voskamp one that I love. Um, but when I, a few years now, I tried to find one that specifically focused on how each story pointed to Jesus. Um, and I just haven't been able to find one. There may be one out there, but I've, I've personally never found it. And that was really important to me that I just thought, well, if nobody else has written one, maybe I should do it because we've been doing it long enough. I'm, you know, fairly familiar with it all now. So I thought, well, maybe I should write it um, and produce one. And then obviously the anthology idea arose. And so the two kind of collided. I really like that image of the two ideas colliding. I think God can often do that. He can give us ideas in snippets. So we have a little part of the idea and then as time goes on he just keeps drip feeding us more and more and more but an anthology is a complicated thing because it's not just dependent upon you you know when I wrote my book I wrote it so the book stopped with me but if you're going to do an anthology you've got to get lots of different people together and hope that they're all willing to work together and hope that they're all willing to work to the stipulations that you as the editor decide to give. And so I was kind of interested. I asked Rachel, well, did you ever think about doing this by yourself? I mean, wouldn't it have been easier to do it by yourself? Why, why did you decide to do it as an anthology? Well, I think to start off with, I was thinking about doing it myself because I'd done, I'd released it on my blog or on my Facebook group. Uh, one or the other I'd, I'd kind of release daily readings just to encourage uh, my friends and followers and things and so I'd thought about doing one myself but I never really got that sense of a green light saying yes go for it do it it was just kind of in the back of my mind as one of the things that I could do um, and then I came across the idea of using an anthology as a way of promoting other books and just immediately thought I'd love to do that, not just for me, but for some of my other writer friends. So people like you who are self-published and, you know, we don't always have a big budget behind us or a big publisher to to get our work out there. So I thought, yeah, we could do that. And then as soon as I had that idea, I just thought that would be so brilliant because it's lots of different stories about lots of different characters who are all in God's family. And the thought of having lots of different voices of modern day friends of God who are part of God's family now telling all those stories. It just seems so much more rich uh, to be able to do it with lots of voices rather than just my voice. So, yeah, but when the two thoughts came together, I just thought, yeah, I've got to do that now. And then it all sort of fell into place. And so if 
somebody wants to create an anthology of 25 contributions from 25 different authors, how on earth do you go about finding those 25 authors? Once I had the idea of doing it as an anthology, I, being a member of the Association of Christian Writers, I put a post on their Facebook group. Um, it's just full of really supportive writers there. And just just to put out feelers, really, and say, would anyone be interested? Is this an OK idea? Am I going mad? Um, and very quickly, I had lots of responses um saying yeah we'd be really interested so I was a bit blown away really Uh, within a couple of days I had half the chapters um already filled and then there were a few other people who aren't in the ACW who I know personally who I also asked um and they were thrilled as well so really there there was a while where we waited for the last few chapters to be filled up um but on the whole it, there was a really quick sign up, lots of interest and lots of writers. So, I, yeah, I was thrilled. And so when Rachel put her little announcement out on the ACW Facebook page, ACW being the Association of Christian Writers, I was one of the people who showed an interest. And I just had one of those God nudges that we sometimes get where I really felt, yes, the Lord wants me to get involved in this. But having said yes... I remember thinking, oh my goodness, what have I agreed to here? Can I actually do this? And so I waited to see what would happen, what stipulations Rachel would lay down, how it was all going to work. And she got back to us fairly quickly. She was incredibly organised. And she got back with some very detailed instructions for us writers about how she wanted the project to proceed. And I could tell that she'd put a lot of thought and a lot of prayer into it. So I asked Rachel to tell you all a bit about what it was that she asked us to do. The task that I set the writers had three main elements to it. Um, the first one was to show how their Bible passage for their chapter, how it um, revealed Jesus, even though it's most of them are Old Testament, had to show how it pointed to Jesus. That was probably the most important thing. Um, and then we, ha- I wanted to have in mind a potential audience and because it's really important to me, well, all my writing, for it to be as accessible as possible. So I wanted it to be able to be read by, you know, maybe seven-year-old children. Um, I wanted it to be able to be read by maybe new Christians who hadn't been exposed to any of the Christian terminology that so many of us Christians take for granted. I wanted it to anyone really to be able to pick it up and read it. So um, I set this kind of fictitious scenario of um, a dad and his daughter who, you know, the dad had only recently become a Christian, so I wasn't familiar with any of the jargon and just said, you know, keep the language simple don't don't use any jargon don't use any complicated words just keep it accessible to as many people as possible so that was the second thing and then the third thing that I know a lot of people a lot of the writers found challenging as did I was um I set the word count to be 250 to 300 words which isn't a lot as you know and um that was really because I wanted people to be able to pick up the book and just dip into it 
and you know not have these big chapters that they had to go through but again it was about the accessibility it was making it available to people who can who only have a short amount of time and then there are the questions and the prayer things etc so that if they want to take longer with it they can but yeah I wanted to keep the passages short and also having that smaller word count I think really helps as a writer it helps you to focus on what your main point is and not get too distracted from that. So we had a target audience in mind we had a reader in mind a specific type of reader we had a restriction in terms of language which which I th- definitely think was a good thing no no complex christian jargon because we can all get caught up in that as rachel said and then we had a word count and when i looked at all that i really panicked because i've only ever written fiction and so this was completely alien to anything i'd done before And I remember I chose my chapter because Rachel very kindly allowed us to choose what chapters we felt we would like to write. And I remember choosing my chapter and she'd given the suggested title and I had all these ideas in my head and I thought, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And then I went to do it. I went to start writing and immediately I realised I had 500 words. (laughs) I'm a wordy person. I'm an incredibly wordy individual. And so I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to get this down? So I did, I I did that. I was was scrupulous and I was hard on myself and I threw loads of words out. And then I realised that some of those words I'd included might not be accessible to people of all ages. And there was also some of that Christian jargon in there too. So it was a real process, but it was fun. It was a challenge and it was a good challenge. And I'm really grateful to Rachel for giving me the opportunity to be part of it. But in case you think from everything we've said so far that this is a book purely aimed at children or at families, and in case you therefore dismiss it from your Advent reading possibilities because of that, Rachel had something to share that reassures us that this really was a book intended for everyone. It's not just for families. Um, I would like to think that individuals can pick the book up and read it and go through the questions and the prayers and the illustrations and that they would find that a blessing um, just in their own relationship with Jesus. And, you know, maybe friendship groups or study groups might like to go through it together as well and maybe compare notes and ask each other the questions. But obviously for me personally, because my family has used the Jesse tree tradition for well over a decade and it's been such a blessing to us um that must have been in the back of my mind um as I was pulling it together so yeah I can imagine families sitting down you know maybe after a meal time that's when we do it or maybe if you've got little kids maybe you can make it a nice snuggly bedtime routine um yeah and just read the passage read the reflection that comes after it and then have a little chat and a pray together Also, the lovely thing about the book having the illustrations that can be coloured in, I mean, the thought was that you could colour in the illustrations, cut them out, hang them on the tree, or download the PDF if you don't want to cut things out of your book. But also, one of the lovely things, having had similar things like that for my own children, is when they colour it in, and you could maybe leave their colouring in pictures inside the book, and then it becomes almost like a family 
not quite an heirloom I wouldn't say that grand but something lovely that you know in years and decades to come you can look back on and remember your kids and their lovely little colouring in. I love that idea of families making this book a part of their devotional time and basically if you buy the book what you'll find is that each day there is a thought taken from a story in the Old Testament showing how that story and those characters point to Jesus and each of those thoughts is written by one of us the 25 different authors and then there are some questions for reflection underneath and there is a prayer and then there's also this lovely um, ornament that you can colour in and if you don't want to colour in in your book which I know some people don't some people like to keep their books in pristine condition you can also download the images from off Rachel's website and she'll give the website details a little bit later on but you know writing can be a fairly solitary occupation we shut ourselves away in our rooms we write our books we edit them or we get somebody else to edit them for us Um, And then we publish them, but it tends to be something that we do very individually. But for an anthology, you're all working together for the same end. And so there has to be a cohesive message through the whole book. And it was kind of up to Rachel as our editor to keep us all on the same page, to make sure that there was a unified message throughout the book. And that meant that she had to come back to us after we'd written our chapters and we sent them off she had to come back to us with suggested edits she was wonderful to us we were hopefully good back and and gracious and accepted her edits but that must have been a real challenge for her and so I asked her about that I think the biggest challenge that I faced when editing all the writers work was (laughs) that sense of imposter syndrome really given that I'd only released one book last year I only just released a book last year and now I suddenly found myself editing the work of um, writers whose work I really respect and when people started submitting that their work I I had that kind of sense of what what was I thinking who am I to be taking this on so that was probably my biggest challenge and I really had to pray and um, take it to God and just ask for help really because I felt overwhelmed by what I was doing and um, he was very kind and I felt he said, you know, that it was his idea and that he would help me through it and just to treat people kindly and professionally um, and that they would do the same. And absolutely everyone was just lovely and patient. And yeah, it it was a, a real pleasure working with everyone. So my biggest challenge turned out not really to be that much of a challenge. It was only my internal feelings about it that I had to get over. And having read the finished product, I can honestly tell you that all that careful editing really paid off. Although we all wrote our different chapters separately and we all had our own ideas, they fit together so well because Rachel was so careful in the remit that she gave us. So this might be a really good time for us to hear from some of the other contributors. You've heard from two of us. But I was really blessed because I put a little call out on our Christian Writers Facebook group and quite a few of the other contributors wanted to share some thoughts with you too. So here they are. 
and most of them introduce themselves so they'll tell you who they are but we're starting with the lovely Emily Owen. Advent is my favourite time of year so as soon as I saw that this um, project was happening I knew I wanted to be involved. I love the way the whole um, idea of the Jesse tree points towards Jesus and um, it was really exciting for me to um, dig into a bit about Abraham and write my chapter uh, but I'm really looking forward to reading the other chapters because it feels quite strange um, to not know what any of the other chapters say but to know that they're all linked because of Jesus. Hello I'm Jenny Sanders and I'm delighted that I was one of 25 writers invited to write for the Jesse Tree anthology that Rachel Yorworth has so cleverly put together. It was a real thrill to be able to do that and um, to collaborate with so many people on one project. I've never done anything quite like that before and uh, I'm a real sucker for Christmas. I love the whole anticipation, the building up to the day uh, and so Advent is a really special time. So to have been able to contribute uh, to something that I think is going to be a real delight to people is, uh, is a real thrill. And I'm also really pleased that um, Rachel's made it so that it's going to be accessible to whole families from the youngest to the oldest, I think, will really enjoy this. So really looking forward to it coming out at the beginning of October uh, and uh, being able to share it with a lot of people that I know who will be equally excited about Christmas and preparing to celebrate the coming of Jesus for another year. Hi, it's Sheila here. I'm so very pleased to contribute the ladder to this wonderful anthology and I wish you and your loved ones blessings for this coming Advent. Hi, this is Sophia Anyawu. I'm one of the very proud contributors to the amazing anthology, the Jesse Three Anthology, compiled by Rachel Yawas. I'm so, so very glad to be a contributing author. Enjoy, read, and be blessed. Hi, I'm Liz Manning, and I wrote the reflection on the crossing of the Red Sea. Uh, Jesse Tree has been part of our family advent for a long time now. I remember buying some decorations after reading a children's story about it to my boys' brigade group. I love that quiet moment as I hang the decoration for that date on our twig arrangement which sheds a bit more glitter every year. It makes me feel like a compass pointing north again to God in the middle of all that busy Christmas build-up. So when I had the opportunity to write something for this book, I jumped at the chance, after I kicked myself for not thinking of it first. I've just finished a Master's in Creative Writing, where we workshopped our writing every seminar, so... Being used to feedback made it easier when Rachel asked me to edit my piece where I'd gone a bit off point. <laughs> I've loved seeing the different stages of the book coming together and I'm really excited about seeing it in physical print. Hi, I'm Jocelyn Ann Harvey and one of the Jesse Tree Anthology authors. For me, this experience has been all about collaboration. Rachel Yarworth has been a fantastic editor, keeping us all on track. But what I've loved the most is the commitment all the authors have to the Jesse Tree Anthology. We hope it will speak to our readers about Jesus and give those moments to step away from all that Christmas rush to reflect on how the Bible points to him. As a writer, it's been great to develop my writing muscle, sculpting my words into a chapter that I hope is encouraging and meets my editor's brief. 
It's been brilliant to be part of this creative process. Now, if you want to find out what chapter I've written, well, you'll just have to buy the book. I'm so pleased to be able to add my voice to this discussion about the Jesse Tree anthology. I am thrilled that there is my contribution within the pages of the book as well. Um, when I first heard about what Rachel was thinking, dreaming of doing, I got very excited. I know Rachel. I love Rachel. I love her writing. I know and love her heart. And this idea of bringing different voices together to celebrate Jesus and how he's presented through scripture, it really got me excited and it still gets me excited um, today. And as I've seen the project come together, I've I've got increasingly encouraged um, just to see the way that other people have expressed their love of Jesus, expressed their faith through their words. I so wish there'd been um, a resource like this available when my children were small. And I'm thrilled that one day, hopefully, I'm going to be able to use the anthology with my grandchildren and grow our very own Jesse Tree. So, yeah, so excited to be part of this. And I really believe God's hand of, of blessing and favour is on this book and that it will be a blessing to very, very many families and point many people towards Jesus. And the last contributor that you heard there was Joy Margetts. So when is this book going to be available and how can you buy it? The book is out now. It was published on the 2nd of October. Um, you can buy, um, if you want the e-version, it is on Kindle exclusively, uh, it free on Kindle Unlimited if you've got that. Um, if you want a hard copy, so a paperback, uh, you can buy that from my website, which is racheljarworthwriter.uk. Uh, you can also buy it from Amazon. Hopefully it'll be available from Eden soon and other good bookshops. So having written Friend of God and published that and then compiled an anthology with a load of other authors and published that, I wondered, what's next for Rachel Yarworth? That's a good question. Uh, I think I'd like to know the answer to that too. Um, I've been working on for a while a kind of follow-up book to Friend of God, so not necessarily more memoir, although there will be parts of my own experiences in it, but addressing the questions that really arose after I wrote Friend of God. So people, you know, asking, or oh, I'd like to have that kind of relationship with God. How could I get to know him better? Um, how can I hear his voice? And is it even biblical? All those kind of questions. I just felt I wanted to write something that was a, a real practical guide that would help people whether they're new Christians or whether they've been Christians a while and just feel like um, that aspect of their faith is missing. Um, so that's one of the, but that's the main one that I've probably done the most work on. But I've got a couple of other ideas bouncing around. Um, there's a Lent devotional that uh, I would like to do and um, possibly poetry or fiction, something like that. So that all these ideas are kind of in the pot and I'm waiting to see which one comes to the top so <laughs> I'll be just as fascinated as everyone else to find out which one comes next. Well all of that sounds really really exciting and it'll be wonderful to see what happens what God has planned for Rachel's writing journey next. That's about it from me for today from myself from Rachel and from 
all of the other Jesse Tree Anthology contributors. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like something to read during the month of Advent, well, hopefully now we've given you a really good idea of a book that you might thoroughly enjoy. And as I've already said, having been a part of this project was such a joy for me. It was different from anything I've ever done before. And would I do it again? Yes, absolutely. It's enabled me to make more friends with other authors and together under Rachel's guidance, we've produced something which most importantly of all points to Jesus, glorifies his name and is honouring to our Saviour. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but he's the reason for the season. He's the reason why we celebrate Christmas. Without Christ, there would be no Christmas. And people think that Jesus just suddenly turned up in the Bible in Matthew chapter 1. But the more you read the Old Testament, the more you get to know the Old Testament, the more you'll see he's on every page. So God bless you all. And I will speak to you soon. Thank you for listening. For more information, please go to www.worshipunlimitedministries.org. If you'd like to get in touch or give feedback, you can email worshipunlimited1 at gmail.com. And we'll be back with another devotional next week. God bless you all.